around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are thrilled to have you with us, and we anticipate a wonderful time together over the next several minutes to just encourage you, um, you know, just talk some good things about the Word of God, and just keep our eyes on Jesus and do some things that we need to get done in the earth today, and more importantly, that we all know that we are called to this particular time, in time, and that you and I have a job to do. Uh, we're about to uh, have Mother's Day here in the United States of America, and there's wonderful things being planned in churches all over the country, and we want to honor uh, the women of God that have uh, given birth, that have raised children, but you know there's also those spiritual mothers. Women as a whole <laughs> are just a wonderful contribution to any organization, any church, church, any business uh, that they are involved in, especially when they're women of God, full of the Holy Ghost and the wisdom of God. And so uh, Terry and I always are pray just before we come on the air, and we're excited today to share with you some wonderful things that I know are on our heart to talk to you about. So welcome today, and darling, we're going to just begin to share with the folks some of the promises of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, Mother's Day is such a special time and of course it always affects people differently because some of us uh don't have our mothers here anymore right and some of us do in fact i remember when i was a little boy probably same thing in your pentecostal church when you grew up on mother's day on on uh that sunday uh if your mother was still living then you wore a red flower right. on your lapel and if your mother was in heaven, then you wore a white flower white on flower. your lapel. It was always a really, That's really right. big deal. And, it of course, we used to uh, always uh, go into church on Mother's Day, and the pastor would say, you know, who's the oldest mom and who's yeah. the youngest mom? And <laughs> yeah, we gave out the presents mom. and awards. We gave out present, presents and, and right, awards flowers. to them. And, and, uh, and then we say, well, you know, who, what mom has the most children? and, and um, The youngest mom, the, the youngest, oldest mom. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so uh, Mother's Day is a big deal. I've often said this, that... Uh, Chances are, you know, if your mother never had children, you won't either. So it's important. To, it's important that we we either have or have had a mother. And That's right. uh, and, and I'm always excited about Mother's Day because I always think that it's such a powerful uh, time just for women. Because right. you know, women over history, uh, I, I mean, around the world, in every country in the world, including the United States, women over history have not always been given the best shake and the and the best uh, uh, the best uh, honor. And uh, I, I'm always big on honoring women and, and, uh, and uh, right. sharing things about women. And, and I always think of Luke chapter 8 and verse 1. It tells us that uh, it came to pass afterward that he, he being Jesus, he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. That's right. And we all know that. Everybody agrees with that. Everybody, every Christian would tell you, yeah, those 12 were with him. Peter and James and John and all that bunch, right. they, they were all with him. And they were there to help him. And they were here right. to, to bless him. They were here, there for crowd control. They were there to help put the meeting together. They were there to bring the That's sick right. people to him. But you know, Renee, that, that wasn't just the 12 that was with right. him. It says the 12 were with him. And then verse 2 says, and certain women. That's right. Certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, 
That's and so then wonderful. he lists three of them by name. That's so right. unusual when the Bible lists women by name. Right. And it's a big deal when the it's Bible lists women deal. by name. And so here it says there's a whole bunch of women, a lot of women. But then it lists three of them by name. And it says certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who is Herod's steward, and Susanna, and then it says, and many others, many other what? Many other women. Many others which ministered to him, Jesus, of their substance. Substance, So these women also traveled with him, were, right. were with him just, just like the 12 were. They went everywhere he went, and they were involved in the meetings. They were involved in, you know, women always are, to me, women have a connect-the-dot ministry. You know, they always link people together. They always hook people together. And, and and I can just see as he went into town after town, village after village, these women knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. Right. And they were able to pull the crowds together, and they had a daughter-in-law or a sister That's or a right. cousin or a niece or somebody that they could go talk to That's and right. uh, convince people to come to these meetings and then get the sick people to the meetings. So they right. were very involved and very helpful in getting all these meetings together. But not only that, Renee, it says that they also ministered to him of their substance or their finances. They were financial partners and financial givers. They were not just helping with hands-on make the meeting happen. They also were partners financially to minister to him of their substance. And these weren't all just poor women either. It it, it actually says here that that, uh, Joanna was the wife of a guy named Chusa, and Chusa was the guy who kept King Herod's money. He was King Herod's steward. So the guy that's keeping King Herod's money... Uh, his wife's running around with Jesus and ministering to him of her substance. So it's I always wonderful. think it's an important thing, and especially this weekend on Mother's Day, to tell women how important they are, right. how important they always have been. And, uh, you know, I've always said that women have been the backbone of the church throughout history. Exactly. I mean, throughout all of history, it's the women that have been the backbone of the church. In fact, uh, for for years and years and years, you go into a church and there's more women there than men. Because uh, the women are actually impart, uh, imparting to the church and a part of the church. And now today, it's not like it was when we were kids. When we were kids, uh, women were more stay-at-home moms. And uh, therefore, they were very heavily involved in the church. I mean, they'd go down to church and pray. Right. They'd go down to church and, and, and uh, quilt. Uh, they'd make, make mm. things. They'd sew things. They'd bake things. And they'd sell those things for the church. They were very, very, uh, they were an integral part of the church. Right. Exactly. Now, as time's gone on in these times we live in, of course, we have women that are they're not necessarily stay-at-home moms anymore. They're single moms or they're moms that have a job or two jobs or three jobs. And they're busy, busy, busy. And so the, the, you have women today that are as busy in the workforce out in the world as men are. And so instead of thinking about the things of the Lord, <laughs> they're thinking about business. They're thinking about work. They're thinking about buying, selling, hiring, firing. Uh, they're thinking about things they have to do for work. And so so they don't put the women don't put the attention on the church uh, the way that they used to. Because they're out there and living in the same world that the men are. And so the men think all these carnal, dumb thoughts while they're out at work. And so now the women think all the carnal, dumb thoughts while they're out at work. And we don't have that strong force of women in the church like we used to. But throughout history, women have been, in my opinion, women have been the backbone of the church. I've always said, you know, give me women. Give me women prayers and give me women partners. Give me, give me, give me women that will pray and give and get the job done. Well, that, that's certainly true in many, many nations of the world. I remember Dr. Cho saying years ago that um, 
the women in his ministry far outworked the men, and he had more women associate pastors than he did sure, men. Sure. And he had the largest church in the world for decades, you know, several no, hundred thousand people. And so, you know, the, the main thing is, I think, from when we emphasize Mother's Day and Father's Day, it's a position of honor. And that's what the Word of God teaches so many times is that in honor, we prefer one another. In honor, we honor women. We honor motherhood. We honor men. We honor the position of father. Um, there, there's just so many wonderful things that the Bible has to say about all that, that it should help us all have a good opinion of ourselves. Well, you would think so. You would think <laughs> and so. It, and, you know, even, you know, the, the stay-at-home, what I call the soccer moms a lot of times, I mean, that's just such a... Uh, that position is, uh, I mean, you, you work. If you're going to take care of your family, oh, if you're going to cook, if you're going to raise children, oh, my goodness. You notice I didn't say they didn't work. I just no. said that they, they used to spend more time in church because they, they had their, their attention on the things of God. Right. I just see so many women uh, wearing so many hats. And uh, whether you have children or not, or whether you have small children or you have grown children, um, the, the time spent, in the effort to help another human being. I look at, at families that you and I both know that have uh, done nothing but just take care of foster children oh, all absolutely. their life. Sure, uh, thank God. There's, there, that, that ability that is so godlike, and, and our, one of our favorite scriptures here is Ephesians chapter 3, that talk, it says that we, Paul said, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Amplified gives that explanation of what he says, that Father from whom all fatherhood derives its title and takes its name. Anything that has to do so with the good. family of God, mm -hmm. the nurturing process, uh, father and mother, that God entrusted a little young, middle, like 16-year-old teenage girl sure. to be the mother of the Lord Jesus Absolutely. Christ. I mean, that's such a wonderful thing to think about the goodness and the kindness and the nurturing and the family concept and other verse in Psalms that God sets the solitary among families, that God wants that's us all such a to strong, work together. Powerful scripture. I mean, that's so, and it's just such a beautiful picture. What does that look like? How are we supposed to uh, live to create an atmosphere for that for that scripture to be fulfilled among us in the work of God, in the people of God, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we just want to encourage you today with that and so that you know that, that the acts of kindness and goodness um, exhibited by mothers and fathers, when I was growing up in my Pentecostal church, it, the whole church raised me, it felt like sometimes, you know, sure. because those those spiritual we mothers that I had. We church babies. <laughs> yeah, those spiritual mothers that we had there at church, I mean, they would correct you in church and tell you to sit up straight and you girls back there stop talking and, and uh, you know, the ushers and the mothers and the, I had such a wonderful ninth grade um, Sunday school teacher, Brother F.A. Tibbetts. He was, he was a, a hard-working carpenter, well-respected in the city of Shreveport, um, just builder, just a, a very fine finisher in cabinets and all these kinds of things. He and his wife, Sister Margie, and their daughter, Patricia, were such an influence in my life growing up as a young teenage girl. And he was such a kind, gentle, soft-spoken man, but such a hard-working. He and Carolyn Savelle's daddy, work together building houses and they, sure. and he was Old such a preach. wonderful and then and then sister um Johnson Virginia Johnson and sister Laura 
and um, and Albertine Scott, all of these wonderful women. Uh, I leave out Sister High. I don't want to do that. All these wonderful women of God. That well, they're were, all in heaven. So they they're all in heaven. <laughs> but I know I, I got their friends, their kids on Facebook. We're all still friends. <laughs> and uh, I just always look back on Sister Keeling and, and different ones that were all there to teach and to preach, Brother Keeling, to just nurture you, uh, the church family of God. And it was such a beautiful thing. And, and I, I never minded being uh, corrected or or pointed in a different direction. They all were such great flannel graph teachers. <laughs> and I just, I love that atmosphere of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ being a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. So uh, Terry and I want to encourage you today to be a part of the family of God, to be a part of the work of God, to be a part of the vision, and that is to reproduce souls into the kingdom of yes, God. Yes, that yes. is our job. And it, it, there's always a natural picture that God will give us along with the spiritual concept of what he's trying to do. And that is to gather the people of God in. I, I'm, I think about that wonderful poem. If any of you have, have read it, I, I hope we can, maybe we can look it up here and read it to you today. But it's called, Are All the Children In? Oh yeah, that's an old one. And it, and it says, one. and on that great and final day when the trumpet is sound you know all the the wonderful things that the mother it, it talks about there's an old house on the hill that the child remembers of the children playing around the house and how the mother would come to the door the screen door at, at dusk and say uh, call the children in and then her last question of the day are all the children in and I just I have wept reading that poem for decades because it's so profound uh, it's the picture of the mother calling the children in for the night to be safe and sound in their beds and to be nurtured by the family. And that's the same thing the Father God does, and that is to bring us all in. So I just want to encourage you. You, you, you may not have had children in your life as a woman, um, but you still have an obligation to bring people into the kingdom of God. And we love you and honor you, young or old, whatever. It doesn't matter what, what race or or status in life we may have. We are the women of God. We are the people of God. And we have all of the power of God uh, living within us and standing with us uh, to do the work and the call of God in this last day. And so um, we just want to encourage you with that today. And then, of course, we want to um, emphasize Jackie's great book on supernatural childbirth, Jackie Mize's book. And um, if you know of someone that's either had children, believing God for children, ha has had fertility issues, male or female, this book is such a tremendous yeah, are book. Are pregnant right now? And are you pregnant right now? Uh, did you find that that mm -hmm. I just I just wanted to read that last. Um, there's a couple of lines that the way this book, is, the way this poem is written. I think oft times as night draws nigh, of the old farmhouse on the hill, on a yard all white and blossom starred where the children played at will. And when the night at last came down, hushing the merry din, mother would look around and ask, are all the children in? <laughs> I just think that's such a darling, wonderful, good nature. But I want to read the last verse to you. I wonder if when the shadows fall on that last short earthly day, when we say goodbye to the world outside, all tired with our childish play, when we step out into that other land where mother so long has been, will we hear her ask? It's just like Jesus saying, 
are all the children in? <laughs> you know, that's what God's asking you today. Are all the children in? And that's what true motherhood is about. Motherhood is about is us bringing people to the feet of Jesus, into the safety of the home, into the place that God has set us in. And I just want to encourage all of you today with that and thinking about, you know, giving natural birth, that it's not always convenient. It's certainly not all the money's in the bank. (laughs) The house isn't ready. The nursery hasn't been painted. But God is calling us to bring people into the kingdom of God. It may take time out of your life. It may be an inconvenient time. It may not be the most uh, exciting uh, area of your life, time in your life that you may have had a lot of heartache. It may be in some area or it may be a joyful, happy time. But I'm telling you the best thing you can do is to ask yourself along with the Lord, are all the children in? God wants to bring people into the kingdom of God. And uh, there's so many there's so many grand scriptures in Jackie's book. Terry was just reading a few Sunday at a church. And we want to ha- make that CD available to you. If you would like to have it, all you have to do is call the office and we'll get it to you. Because you sure talked about some wonderful scriptures in that book and how great God sees uh, a child in the womb oh, that he already has a plan. Yeah, that was a good service Sunday. And it we really were with our was. Dear, we were with our dear friends uh, Tony and Mary Kroger up in Sedalia, Missouri. Oh my goodness! And uh, ministered Sunday morning. They, they always want me to minister Sunday night as well, but the the town was having its baccalaureate all over right. uh, its numbers of schools <laughs> right. in town. So we right. we went ahead and forewent the. Uh, the Sunday right. night service, but right. God, God bless that Sunday morning service. We talked about. I read a lot of excerpts from Jackie's book, a lot of those scriptures. Yes, you know, her you book, as we've said many times. Uh, I'm just amazed that it's got more scripture crammed in that book. Right, right. Jackie put more scriptures in that book that's probably on any book on the charismatic book table. I mean, you know, it's just tremendous. And of course, it's still a bestseller. And yes, no, it is. And it's like 27 years old now, but there's no book except the Bible that keeps those kind of numbers right. uh, over, over that. I mean, that's a quarter of a century. Right. You know, they oh, keep, exactly. you know, books come and go. You know, they come and their shelf life is short. And right. Then they're gone. And But, you know, her book is just still, uh, I mean, going all over the world. And, of course, it's in so many different languages. And, no, that's right. And we get, we get reports every week, Renee. Every week we get reports. Plus, uh, plus everywhere we go to preach, somebody will come up and say, hey, I read right. Jackie's book. And I had, you know, 37 babies with that book. Are they, and know, they'll come right? up and introduce Terry to the babies. Sure, you know? um, sure. But, but, we but, call Jackie's babies. But, but just the scriptures. Well, it is. The, the scripture in that book is just, to me, it's just... Uh, Shocking, stunning, and not just for childbirth or no, babies. Right. But Jackie went ahead and included scriptures that we used all of, all of our uh, life up until that point. I mean, that book was written in the eighties, exactly, you know, and uh, we got married in sixty nine. But the, the scriptures we had used in the mission field, scriptures we'd used for money, scriptures we'd used for health, scriptures we'd used for all kind of things, and she just crammed them all into that book, and then and then gives you confessions to say. And prayers to pray, right. just written out, so you don't even have to think about it. You can just <laughs> yeah. pray those scriptures and pray it's those confessions. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. And, uh, and so I read uh, just some excerpts from her book, Sunday in Service. And, and like Renee said, if you'd like to have that CD, we'll just give it to you for free. That's right. Just call the office. The office uh, number is uh, 918-392-9930. Or you can, you're on terrymize.com now, listen to this listen right. to this podcast so uh just right there at our website you have have our office phone number well and, and if you'll go on terry's <clears throat> facebook page 
or the ministry Facebook right. page. We have the ministry Facebook Ter- page, Terry Mize Ministries. Then we have Terry, my personal, Terry right, L. Mize. Right. Then my other one, Terry Mize. Well, uh, and, so there's three websites you can, uh, Facebook sites you can go on. Besides your yours is uh, right. and Renee then, Mize. Then we have also a Supernatural Childbirth Book Facebook page. You're right. And the quickest way, I think, to get in touch with us is to call uh, Terry Mize Ministries. Um, and Terry gave you the number. We'll give it again to you at the end of the program. But uh, you can just go to terrymize.com, and all of our contact information is there. And our secretary, Hannah, will give you, um, take your order for that, and we'll get that to you. But I think it's so important because Jackie's book gives you both the spiritual ammunition. It's like yes. a... It's like an ammunitions cachet, sure. you know, of, of how to fire your bullets at, at the impossible situations of life. And then it also is the practical application of how to walk through a supernatural experience of birthing a baby, bringing a baby into the world, when all the, the maybe the enemies of your faith have been lined up against sure. you, God has a way of bringing you across the finish line victoriously. And, and I want to say something. You just you just mentioned that there's uh, we have a, the Facebook page called Supernatural Childbirth Book. Right. And I'd just like to say that there is another website out there. Somebody right. read our book, and, and so they decided to create a, a, a Facebook page called Supernatural Childbirth. <laughs> and so so don't uh, don't let that fool you. That's not us. Right. And, and I've actually talked to the people. They're sweet people. I don't have a problem with them having a, a Facebook page. Uh, I'd, I'd rather it not have had that name uh, because it's confusing to people. But I've actually talked to them. And they, they used to put a disclaimer up saying uh, this website has nothing to do with Terry Mize and Terry and Jackie Mize and Terry Mize Ministries uh, in the Supernatural Childbirth book. Now I, I see they've changed it to just just the disclaimer is just... The book. It doesn't mention mine or Jackie's name. It just says this website has, or this Facebook page has nothing to do with the book Supernatural Childbirth. And they're sweet people. And again, I don't have a problem with people having, you know, wanting to talk about painless childbirth or how to have a baby or how to believe God for a baby. But it's unfortunate they went ahead and used the same name. But but our website, our Facebook page is called Supernatural Childbirth Book. Don't go to Supernatural Childbirth. Go to Supernatural Childbirth book. That's right. And uh, and you'll see what we've put up, and you'll get a hold of us, and you'll get a hold of our staff, and you'll get our prayers and our <laughs> advice. And uh, you know we're the ones that has the the, the scriptures and the prayer and the advice right. that we've had at all these right. all these decades and decades because the doctors told Jackie all her life she couldn't have children. And when she told me that, when we were about to get married in 1969, she was in tears, horrible tears, hysterical tears. She told me, you may not want to marry me because uh, I, I haven't told you this, but I can't have children. And I know you want children. I know you want to have children. I know you want to have family, but I cannot give you a family. And she was just sobbing so desperately. And I said to her, hey, who said that to you? <laughs> You know, and because when you find out who said, then you know if they had the authority to say it or not. And she said, well, the doctors told me, and my parents told me, and my grandparents told me, and my pastors told me, and my church people told me, and my friends told me. She said, everybody knows it but you. And I said, well, uh, I said, listen, I, I appreciate doctors and nurses and medicine and hospitals and your pastors and your parents and your grandparents. I love all those people. I'm for them all. I said, but they're not my source. None of those people are going to tell me I'm not going to be able to have children. And they'd also told her she'd been invalid in a wheelchair by the time she was 30. And I said, that'll never happen. You'll not be an invalid. You'll not be in a wheelchair. And uh, those people are not going to tell me that my wife's going to be an invalid. And so I gave Jackie all these scriptures, marvelous scriptures, uh, both on healing and on having babies. 
You wouldn't think a 19-year-old boy would know all those scriptures about having babies. And I didn't know I knew them either, but I just read the Bible and read the Bible and read the Bible. So when I opened my mouth to talk, those are the scriptures that squirted out. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like when you hit your thumb with a hammer when you're building something, you, you listen to what comes out your mouth. Well, whatever came out your mouth is what's in there in abundance. Well, what squirted out of my mouth when she said, I can't have children, is just a bunch of scriptures on childbirth. And when she said, I'll be an invalid in a wheelchair, it squirted out a bunch of scriptures on healing. And so we had four children. And our second baby weighed 10 pounds. Renee, as you well know, Paul David, right. weighed 10 pounds. And she had him in 20 minutes with no pain, no anesthetic, no stitches, no tearing, <laughs> none of those things. And then, of course, Lori was third, and then Christy was fourth. Right. And so three of our four babies she had uh, what we call supernatural childbirth. Right. Uh, our first baby, Lynn, she had him normally, but to us, it was just a miracle she could have a baby because the doctors had told her right, all that she right, could not. Right, right. So we were happy just to have a baby. But then we got in the word after that and said, you know what? seems like there may, must be a better way to do this. seems like God right. would know how to do this better than somebody else. And so we really found some powerful scriptures, which were in her book, about, uh, about having babies. So some people erroneously... Over the years, Renee, some people have read the book or heard about the book, hadn't bothered to read it, but heard right. about it, mm -hmm. and then they just think all we're talking about is painless or pain-free childbirth, and that's not the, that's not the situation at all. I remember, sure. I remember I told Brother Hagen back in the 80s when we started to write the book, uh, I called Brother Hagen and, and said, I said, Dad, you know, a lot of people don't, don't like this because they think all the book's about is pain-free or, or painless childbirth. And I said, you know, that's not mine and Jackie's point at all. I said, that was our experience. That's our testimony. But that's not what we're pointing out in the book as the theme of the book. What we're pointing out is that a mama can have a baby and that mama can be healthy and baby can be healthy because we believe that every woman on the planet uh, was made to have children. God made every woman on the planet where they could have babies. Exactly. So to us, that's that's level zero. You know, a woman uh, is at level zero, meaning she can have a baby. But many women, like Jackie, were not at zero. They were way below zero. Right. And they were saying, you can't have children, you can't have babies. And so, so what we were teaching and preaching in the book and what we do in our sermons as well is that is that if you're below zero then you can you can take your faith and get right. in the word and confess these confessions and pray these prayers and you can come up to zero yeah, you know right. and some women can go ahead and take their faith and go way above zero which is what Jackie did so she she went from way below zero where she right. couldn't have children up to zero where she could have children and then we took the word and went way above zero to where she had our last three without pain but that's not our point and, and I told brother Hagen I said we've actually even put testimonies in the book of women that had complications and women that had pain just just because they were way below zero and they sure. came up to that point. And I said, Brother Hagen, you tell me. I said, Dad, you tell me. If you don't think it's right, I won't even publish it. We will not publish this book. He said, no, Terry. He said, that's a tremendous testimony of faith. He says, absolutely wonderful miracle of God that she was able to have those four babies and three of them without pain. And he said, you go ahead and publish that book. And he said, the bottom line is this. He said, the Bible says it's, it's a faith thing. And he says, it's for whosoever will. That's right. That's and he right. said, that means some will and some won't. And he said, so so faith works yeah. to wherever you work it. You just keep taking the word and putting it in there, and you can keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up. And everybody doesn't have the same experience, but, you know, hey, the bottom line, as far as Jackie and I were concerned, as far as you're concerned, of course, Renee, is that mamas can have babies, and mama can be healthy, and That's baby right. can be healthy. That's so. Right. 
That's the point of the Supernatural Childbirth book by Jackie Mize. And, and we just get testimonies all the time and always yes, have. Yes, we do. And so we're so excited. And of course, we, you know, because we've been doing this for, <laughs> you know, for 50 years, then, then we get a lot of questions about pregnancy and about, right. uh, about well, all kind of medical terms that I won't go in and embarrass people with here. But we just get people, women calling us and telling us from the last time they ovulated to, to every kind of medical term you can imagine. And, <laughs> and so we have to deal with a lot of advice and a lot of counsel with a lot of people. Right. And we've just watched that book and her tape as well and her audio book as well and her little book, uh, Prayers uh, for Supernatural Childbirth, right. Promises That's and right. Prayers. They just have all the scriptures in them. We've just got testimony after testimony. We've got baby picture after baby picture after baby picture after baby picture. <laughs> That's right. And uh, just had someone call me this week and said they had twins using Jackie's book when they weren't supposed to have babies. I said, well, send us a baby picture, you know. No, that's so wonderful, and and it and like Terry said, and, and said well today here on the on the program that um, it's so important for all of us to realize that that God's just God's trying to always elevate you. Take you to a higher place, take you from from where you you're under the barrel, and then just whosoever will. Yeah. You know, I was just reading here. You were talking about you know some will and some won't, or some some produce over here. It's just like the parable of the sower. I was I had I was uh, reading that just here shortly ago while we were getting ready to do the the podcast about how you know the the world sows those stones and those thorns into our lives to keep us from producing from the word of god yes. jesus said here in, in luke chapter 8 when you were reading he said um you know the those that are those that listen to the word of god and do it that's my brother that's yes, my mother yes, yes. so it's it's helping people to hear what the word of god actually has to say maybe on a on a situation where you've gotten an impossible doctor's report yes. and that and that every circumstance is against you that god's word just opens the door for you to receive from god financially in your health uh, in a in a situation where you would not be able to produce children, all of these things where you maybe never have your own business or a divine protection. The Bible just says, "Here's the door. Walk yeah, through yeah, this yeah, door, yeah. and you can have whatever my word promises." He said, "So my my real brothers and mothers are those who listen to the word of God right. and do it, right. and we just want to help you be able." to do it yeah. and be able to have what God's word promises. Yeah, actually, I've always loved that scripture and used it so many times because what they came to Jesus for there in Luke, what is that, Luke 6, what they came to Jesus for is that they said, oh, they wanted to praise his mother. They wanted right. to talk about Mary. Right. They wanted right. to get her to be blessed and somebody special. And he said, oh, they said, oh, blessed is the womb that bare you and blessed are the breasts that you sucked on, that gave you suck, that gave you nourishment. And, and he said, no, 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 no. He said, better better blessed are they who hear my word and do and it. And do it. Yeah, that's that, right. He said, that's the big deal. If you hear right. my word and do it, then you're the one that's blessed. That's right. Male or female today. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Male or female. But God's... you know, I was reading this scripture out of Jackie's book the other day, and you mentioned this a couple of times, but, but one, one of the scriptures that's there is Isaiah chapter 5, starting verse 20 through 24, and he says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and who... Put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. And it, uh, you know, Renee, you and I are just horrified 
as most Christians are, in the world we're living in today, in the America we're living in today, where they just try keep continue to try to pass uh, heavier, worse, more involved abortion laws to where now they literally, a few months ago, literally in New York, actually passed a law to where uh, you can abort the baby, you can murder the baby even up to an hour after it's born and it's healthy and it's laying there in the in, in the bassinet and up to 60 minutes, mm. you can decide, eh, nah, let's just kill it. Now, that's just cold-blooded murder. There's no way anybody, Republican, Democrat, or anybody else can call it anything else. There is just no other thing to put on it. That's right. And if you're going to go ahead and have the baby and it's laying there alive and then you decide to kill it, don't tell me that's women's choice that she can do what she wants to do with her own body because it's no longer her own body. She already got pregnant, already went through the pregnancy, already had the delivery. She's done now with her body. Now it's that baby's body that they're murdering. And I watch those high fives and those slaps on the back and the handshakes and the big smiles and the yucking it up with those politicians that pass that law. And I was heartbroken. I mean, tears down my face. I thought if I was a lawmaker that somehow was forced to sign this horrible bill from hell, I would at least do it with my shoulders slumped, with my with my heart heavy, well, with sure. my head down, Absolutely. with tears running down my face saying, oh my God, what a horrible bill I'm having to sign. But they, they signed it and laughed and high-fived and slapped on the back and shook hands and cheered and clapped and were excited that, hey, we get to murder a baby. Oh, but hey, that's, that's that scripture right there. Woe to those. God right. said, woe to you. Woe to you. God's not happy about this. He said, woe to you that call evil good and good evil. Right. And you know, there, there's also that other part where there's women probably listening to us today that have had abortions. I'm not mad at them. Sure. God no, forgives no, you. God right. loves you. You can put anything you've ever done under the blood of Jesus and Jesus no. just forgives My goodness, you for it. That's right. And ask forgiveness and God forgives I'm not mad at anybody. I'm just saying, please don't anybody else do it. Let's don't murder any more no, babies. Right. And her script, her, the scriptures just went on and on. And, and even, even uh, it, it, God shows us that he doesn't see fetuses in the womb. No. He doesn't see tissue. He doesn't see viable tissue, unviable tissue. He actually sees people and sees what they're going to do in the future and sees the nations that will come out of them. Here's a scripture, Genesis twenty five twenty three. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb because she's having twins. Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the other will serve the younger. God didn't see them as viable tissue or unviable tissue. He didn't see them as fetuses. He saw them as nations. nations. Now, had she aborted them, Renee, she would have aborted nations. That's right. Nations. And that's what God saw. We we serve an awesome God. He heals and restores. We're not upset anybody's had an abortion. My, 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 God moves you, loves you. Just just move forward with it. But let's do all we can to protect the future lives. That's you know, Leviticus says, uh, 18 says, Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech. That's the demon God that they sacrifice kids to, that those those false prophets and prophets wow. of Baal would take babies and throw those babies into the fire and into the into the jaws of Molech. Right. And, uh, and and he says, do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech, for you must not profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. So he said, when you abort those babies, you kill those babies, you sacrifice them to Molech, you're profaning or dis- disdaining, dishonoring the name of God. 
That's and he right. says, I am the Lord. Then he goes on to say, you, you know, I, I said this Sunday, you don't find miscarriage or abortion in the Bible. You just don't find those words, abortion. That's you don't right. find the word miscarriage. No, you don't. It, it, it was not the norm. No, that's It right. was not the will of God. It wasn't the will of God then. It's not the will of God today. God wants you and your baby healthy, whole, and prosperous spiritually, physically, mentally, and financially because he's a good God. Yes, he is. Wow. You know, I get wound up about this stuff. But, you know, I've been in, I've been involved in it since the day that Jackie told me she couldn't well, have children absolutely. in 1969. So, so we're talking, you know, 50 years ago that I've been involved in in babies and birthing, and I've delivered babies. I've delivered babies in the jungles. I've you know delivered babies. Oh my! But you know, but but uh, um, I was going to say that that God God sees these babies even in the womb. Uh, as what they're going to be. Luke Luke chapter 1 and verse 41 says of, of John the Baptist, when he was a baby in the in the womb, he was in Elizabeth's belly, and cousin Mary came in to tell cousin Elizabeth, hey, I'm pregnant, and not only that, I'm pregnant with God's baby. And it says when she did that, it says that John the Baptist, it says it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe, being John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. And when he did, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I mean, John the Baptist so as, a, as a baby, or if you yeah. want to call it a fetus, uh, was excited and delighted whenever he heard in the womb right. that cousin Jesus was going to be born, <laughs> and he leaped, and, Mary, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, and, and one other thing I wanted to say, uh, uh, that thing that God said to Rebecca about two, two, two nations are in your womb, right. uh, he, he also said in Judges 13... God said that Samson was a Nazarite from the womb till the day of his death. So, so God considered him even in the womb. That's he astounding. considered him a Nazarite, or an, uh, uh, and and to give him the Nazarite, the Nazarene vow to not right. cut his hair and to be strong and, and that sort of thing. And then in Isaiah, there's a point I want to make here. Um, there's so many scriptures. And I know we're running out of time, but Isaiah 44:2 says, "Thus saith the Lord that made thee, and formed thee from the womb." Which will help thee, fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jerusalem. I always have trouble with Jeshurun. that name. Jeshurun. That's a lady's name. That's <laughs> right, not Jerusalem. Right. Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Psalms 139, 13. Thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. And then I wanted to say, say this. Galatians 1, 15. Paul said, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. And then Jeremiah made it real plain. Right. He literally said that God saw uh, a baby in the womb and called him to be a prophet while he was still, still in, the, in womb. the womb. So had she killed, had Jeremiah's mama, had she killed him, she would have murdered a prophet of God that did all these marvelous, marvelous things. It says this in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Well, and before you came out forth from the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. God said, I called you a prophet. I ordained you a prophet to the nations while you were still in your mama's belly. Well, now that's just, a, that. you just can't get around that scripture. You just can't do away. That, that, that's no, just, you sure can't. That's just My goodness. Another thing is for any of you barren women out there, women that hadn't been able to conceive or the doctors told you you couldn't conceive, I'm going to tell you something this. Uh, and it's also in Jackie's book, every woman in the Bible, everyone, every woman in the Bible that was barren or that couldn't have a baby, every one of them, Renee, every one of them conceived and had their baby. That's right. <laughs> so it's not That's the right. norm to have a miscarriage. It's not the norm, no. It's, it would be an extreme exception. 
extreme right. exception. And yet I think the devil is just out working overtime to make that happen. You know, the first time Jackie got pregnant, she miscarried. Right. The first time you got pregnant, you miscarried. That's right. I talked to so many people that the first time they got pregnant, they miscarried. I mean, the devil is just out thinking, if I can get that first baby. No, that's right. If I can put fear in her heart for the second baby, then I, I, I've got a foothold. But abortion is not the will of God. Miscarriage is not the will of God. And not only every woman in the Bible that was barren conceived and had a baby, but also she, she, you know, she absolutely gave birth, gave, birth. gave, gave a live birth, right. and she had the baby, and that she and the baby were healthy. That's right. And there's only two exceptions to that I found in the Bible. One of them was, uh, uh, and both of them were because of sin. Right. Both of them were because of sin. And uh, one of them was in Genesis 35, Rachel, who's the wife of Jacob. Her daddy Laban uh, had false gods and, and idols around the house. And so she didn't like that. And so she went and stole them and hid them and did away with them. Well, well her husband comes along and uh, Jacob comes along and he says, he hears that the, somebody stole these idols from his father-in-law. So he is a man of God, and he didn't know his wife did it. He didn't know that Rachel did it. And so he comes along and makes a decree as a man of God, and he says, whoever stole these idols from my father-in-law will die. So he declared a decree wow. as a man of God that the power of life and death, the Bible says, is in the tongue. And he spoke death to whoever stole these idols, not knowing it was his own wife. My, my. And so she died. That's right. She did. My, 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 my. That's one exception. The other exception was, of course, David and Bathsheba. Right. And David, of course, committed sin. He saw Bathsheba taking a bath, and, and, and he lusted after her, and he took her uh, you know, and committed adultery with her. And then when he committed adultery with her, she got pregnant. And then when she got pregnant, he said, oh, what are we going to do? Her husband's away at war. If she has this baby, everybody's going to know it's not her husband's because he hadn't been here. And so uh, we, we're going to just murder him. So they murdered him. Brought him home first so he'd see his wife so they could say, oh, no, the baby's his, right. and then murdered him. And, of course, because of that, Nathan the prophet walked into David, and he said, because of what you've done, that baby's going to die. Didn't say Bathsheba's going to die and David's going to die. But somehow or another, that curse came on that baby, and the baby died. So those are the only two exceptions I've ever found in the Bible of a woman giving birth, uh, either died herself or the baby died. Oh, Those are exceptions, not the rule. That's that's right. God's idea is to always to make things fruitful and make things absolutely a blessing to the people of God. So we hope today has encouraged you and uh, blessed you with the Word of God. Happy Mother's Day. And Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and we're just uh, thrilled to be able to talk to you. And remember now, if you want this wonderful CD that Terry did, it was so anointed. And it was so full of wonderful scriptures to help you believe God, whatever situation you're in, and that God's word is true. There's so many grand verses in the Bible about children and motherhood and parenting and fatherhood that we know that this is a God idea and that he intends for us to live life and see good days Absolutely. and have some wonderful things in our heritage, one, one generation after another, uh, be blessed and uh, produce after yes. their own kind that God's, I mean, there's just so much in the word of God. We don't have time to share with you today, but in the meantime, by the way, Mother's Day, this coming Sunday, today's well, Wednesday, so well, this coming Sunday, we'll be in Wood River, Illinois, yes, which is will. just across the river from St. <laughs> Louis. 
And right. uh, with our dear friends, Pastor Daryl Dolby and his lovely wife, Sherry. Daryl and Sherry are pastors. very dear friends of mine for so That's many right. years and of yours and of the world. Very, Jackie's. very kind folks. And partners of our ministry, yes, partnered with are. us for years, helped us go around the world. And their church, the name of their church is New Wine. And uh, so if you're in that area, anywhere in that area, and want to hook up with us on Sunday morning for Mother's Day, just come on out. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. That's such a good church, and we look forward to being there with them. And I know God's got good things to say to everybody on Mother's Day, so don't stay home. Come on and enjoy and, and enter into the uh, festivities and celebrating and honor one another and uh, rejoice with folks, because I know pastors all over the country are going to have a good thing to say and some wonderful things sure. to share from the Word of God. But we love you. God bless you. Uh, don't forget, you can find us at terrymize.com. We look forward to seeing you. And again, the phone number you said we'd give at the end of the program is 918-392-9930. You can call the office, ask for that uh, CD that I did on uh, with excerpts from Jackie's book. And... Uh, We'll send it to you free for nothing. That's right. That's God right. bless you. God bless you. Remember, you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.